I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Those motherfuckers make me want to believe in God. Welcome to Manic Rambling Spiral. I'm Heather B. Armstrong. And I'm John R. Bray. I am coming to you from my child's new bedroom in the basement of my house. Ah, that's the room you picked. Okay. That's the room I picked, and already I have put tinfoil in the windows, so the house has been christened. Classy. That's good. <laughs> Lita asked me that. She said, how did you, where did you get the idea to do that? Because I've done it in every house that we've been in. I've put tinfoil in Marlo's windows. And she said, why did you, why do you do that? And I said, well, because in the first house we lived in, Lita, you would wake up when the sun came up and that would, you know, in the summer was like at five o'clock in the morning. And so I also believe that aliens can hear what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Which it's is really the reason. Really the reason. Yeah, it's a little echoey and I apologize for that. I am no longer in the walk-in closet where I recorded, but happily in my new home happily being the key there happily you were happily downsized fully unpacked yes and Perfect, we, i right? haven't even said what we were talking about this week uh, john and i have texted a little bit through the and literally has been like day one of the move day two of the move day five day six day seven um we've texted a little bit but we haven't spoken and then just now we got on the phone and he's had a crazy week too. So let us all download the craziness of the week. It has been a ride. It's been, but it's been this nonstop. And I think we've talked about this before. I know that we've texted about this, you know, this is a really wild week, but next week is going to be quieter. Don't ever say that. That's a lie. It's always a lie. Just don't ever it's say it. It's just this steady. I know, I know. But even if I don't say it, I'll, I'll tell myself, I'm not going to say that anymore, but there's this little voice in the back of my mind. It's like, oh, it's going to be so much better next week. Mm -hmm. And it never is. It's always insanity. Yep. Mm -hmm. And last week was a short school week. And this week is a short school week. And it's like, what the fuck? Why is, yeah, it, it's a short school week here too as well. Like what's going on? On my end, it's teacher in service or something. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, Marlo has a half day today, and then they're all, they're both out of school tomorrow. Yeah, I don't know how they determine it. I don't know why it shifts from district to district. A friend of mine, her son was out last Monday, and then Thursday and Friday. And she works from home too, and texted me Tuesday morning and said, somehow it's a Tuesday that's simultaneously a Monday and also a Thursday, and I'm fucked. That was, <laughs> was all the text said. And I'm like, oh my God. I'm fucked. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what's hard. You know, you kind of, you, you try to catch up and then you get derailed by this extra day. And there's so many of them anymore. And I know we've talked about how many there are, but there's so many mm -hmm. that, oh my God. Marlowe School calls every Friday to give an update on everything. And <laughs> they go through all the numbers that I have listed. They go, so they go to my home phone, they go to my phone, and then they <laughs> send me an email and a text message. So I get four messages. And I never, I really don't, oh, I'm going to admit this, I really don't ever listen to them because I'm generally on top of what's going on. But um, with my bundle, we talked about this in the last episode, I was sold a bundle by Comcast. I did not want to have a landline, but the service that I bought and downgraded to uh, included a, a a phone service, so I might as well plug my phone in. Yeah. So I still have a landline. Hello from 1994. And it rang last night, and I'm like, who the fuck is calling me? It's, is it my dad? Is my dad calling me? Uh, Probably. But, but, but I'm not. No, my father has really stepped up. We'll get to that. We'll get to how my father has stepped up in the last week. So the the phone call and I'm I'm tr I I can't 
because the because of the the transfer of the service, I don't know how to get my messages anymore. So Lita and I are fiddling with it. And I finally hit this one button on the phone, and it plays the message. And she's like, "This is the principal." And tomorrow was a half day, and like Lita looked at me. <laughs> Lita is like <laughs> my partner in crime. Lita looked at me, and I looked at her. She goes, "Did you know that?" <laughs> I said, I didn't. Tomorrow's a half day for Marlo. And she's like, what are you going to do? I said, I'm screwed. (laughs) I'm screwed. Especially, so you knew she had Friday. I knew she had Friday, but I Because they both had Friday. I just did not know that today was a half day. And then just by chance, I happened to listen to the message, which is just- Good times. You know, in terms of this week, I was like, oh yeah, of course, it's not a big deal. Like, that's just this week. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, it, but it reaches this certain point, right? Where like halfway through the week, you kind of just throw your arms up. And you're just like, fuck it. Just load it on. Just pile everything on because I'm not going to get through everything anyway. Mm-mm. So just give me more. When the, <laughs> when the, <laughs> when the basement flooded in the new house, I was like, yep, that's just. Hang on, hang on, hang on. <laughs> what was this as you were moving? <laughs> This happened uh, two days ago. Uh, we were sleeping in the house. We were still moving, but we were sleeping in the house. And my mom was doing a load of laundry to help me out. And all of a sudden, <laughs> oh my God. So my mother and stepfather have been helping me through this move. So I've spent a lot of time with both of them. And both of my mom told me that they're going to get a divorce because <laughs> of what the stress of this move has done to them. <laughs> and she admits she goes i know when i scream your name that it, it makes you cringe but i don't i don't care and so she's she's doing a little laundry and she's like heather heather and i'm like oh i don't know what is it and i go downstairs and there's water everywhere just oh god yeah and it's a finished yeah basement yeah oh yeah with carpet well mm-hmm. welcome to your new home welcome to my new home was it a total fluke? Is there a major issue? I called the plumber who had been there the previous day and then the previous night to that fixing a gas leak. And BJ, oh, yeah. hi BJ, BJ showed up. BJ was at my house on a Saturday night for four hours and then he was there on Sunday for six hours fixing the gas leak. And then he was there the following day for another three hours at night fixing the drain. Ah, there we go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those are the fun things. Uh-huh. That was when I moved in, there was a problem with, there was actually a gas leak with like by my stove. Yes. So I had that fixed and the the guy who was here had it all pulled out. And he said, you know, if, if I've got it pulled out, I might as well just open up the top and take the burners off. And, you know, that way you can clean it out. I said, yeah, that's, that's a great idea. Sure. <laughs> so he opened the top. So under the burners, like a, a solid layer of, Mouse shit. Oh my God. Like the whole entire top. What? And he, he opens it and he looks and I will never forget. It. He's like, that's nasty. <laughs> I'm going to tell your landlord that this is not fixable because you need a new stove. No one wants to eat off this. I'm like, nah, no, I, I don't. He's like, okay, we're going to, we're going to take care of this. So eventually he told her that the repairs were going to amount to to more than what the stove was worth so it'd be cheaper to buy a new one mm-hmm. so i got a new one but it was it was like oh god it was so awful so the gas leak got fixed and there's shit in the stove and then i realized i clearly have a very serious mouse issue <laughs> that has been mostly taken care of. i'm a parent who has come to terms with spiders and snakes i have to be i have to be okay with snakes because of where i live i'm okay with snakes I'm okay with spiders. I haven't gotten to that point with with mice yet, though. Me and rodents, I don't know. uh, Oh, ooh. See, I can... Mice startle me, but I'm okay with them. Spiders, I will just squeal in terror. (laughs) I I hate... I hate spiders. Anything bigger than, like, a daddy long legs? Nope. (laughs) Yeah, I because my children are both really scared and I am here. I'm I can't really call anybody else to come get the spider. It's like I over like I 
over and over and over again, I had to go get the spider. And I'm finally at the point where like, <laughs> I'll just like smack it with my bare hand, <laughs> which, oh my which is a really conflicting as a vegan <laughs> to be just smacking insects. They didn't, they didn't do anything wrong. They're just here. Yeah. Yeah. And were, they were probably there long before the house. So, yeah. And then again, the mice probably were too. But when they're shitting all over your stove. Oh, my God. You have, you have to draw the line. And then, of course, Lexton thinks they're mice. Like, they're cute. You know, they're cute. We can't kill them. So when we come home one day and find one sitting behind the stove eating a Hershey Kiss, it's, a, it's adorable. It's totally adorable. <laughs> I mean, it, and it is, it's just, it was like a Christmas, a green one, and it's just eating this Hershey kiss behind, and probably died as a result. I don't know. <laughs> but at a certain point, you can't, you can't live trap because you have to take them like so far away mm-hmm. or they'll come like, like miles away or they'll come back. And I, I don't have the time to like, just take buckets of mice away. And where I live, I could probably take a dozen a week because there's, I mean, I'm right by an open field. I mean, they just, they come in. They live here too. Oh, my dad tells the story. We'll get into a story about my dad, which ties into a story this week about my dad. Uh, My dad tells this. And then I have one about my dad. So it's perfect. Awesome. Maybe this is the dad episode. (laughs) That's what it is. There we go. We landed on it. Let's talk about dads. Um, He tells the story where he and my stepmother, my stepmother is this tiny little Southern woman who grew up in Mississippi and she's sweet as hell and um, just the sweetest little thing. (laughs) That's sweet little thing. It sounds so condescending when I say it that way, but she's just a sweet, lovely woman. And he tells the story about this mouse that they saw in the kitchen and they're both standing there and he went and got a broom. And his plan was to like capture the mouse with the, like, sort of like capture it with the, the bristle part. And then he was going to sweep it okay. outside. So the mouse runs across and my dad smacks the, the broom down, but not hard enough to kill it. And he starts to move towards the door. And <laughs> my stepmother launched herself from four feet across the room and landed on the broom with both feet. <laughs> Are you, really? Yes. Oh, my God. Out of nowhere. He didn't even see her jumping. She was like, uh-uh. We are not saving that mouse. That mouse was an intruder. It <laughs> deserves to die. <laughs> oh, my God. So my dad, like I said in the last episode, this move has brought a lot of help out from my family and from Mormons and from more family. And the day after my children's recital was kind of the first day of we're still like packing up things and managing things and I'm working. And then my the babysitter who picks up my kids from school had my children. And I was like, if you can meet me at piano, they had a piano lesson that night. If you can meet me at piano, I will meet you there with the girls piano books. I'm leaving right now. And she's like, that's cool. That's cool. I go to get my car. I pack my car full of things to move to the new house. And I get my car. And it's a hybrid. Oh, yeah. And I hit the button. And the car won't start. And it says, go see a dealer immediately. In the little screen. That, that's the, the note you that get? That was a little message that popped up. Go see it. So it doesn't even, like, try to turn over, right? It just doesn't do it anything. It doesn't do anything. There we go. And I was calm. I've been moderately calm throughout this whole thing on my new medication. <laughs> and uh, and that, I mean, even the text that you sent me, there were no exclamation points. Yeah. It was just something as simple as my car won't start, mm-hmm. period. I'm like, oh, this is this is great. Yeah, well, and, and my mother had been at my house all day helping me pack and helping me arrange things, towels and sheets and stuff in the girls' rooms. So I, I turned the car kind of off that's a, a hybrid kind of turns on but doesn't kind of turn on and so i shut down the electrical system and then try to start it again same message and my car is full of stuff to be taken to the house and i have my children's piano books with me and i'm stuck at my house and i lost my mind <laughs> so, that, so you didn't didn't stay calm the whole that time that was the that was the little straw i don't know what it is about car trouble Car trouble to me is one of the biggest stresses and triggers, like having a car not start or having a a flat tire or a dead battery or anything like that is just, I don't know what it is about car trouble that really freaks me out. And I lost my mind. 
And I, it was just, you know, you know, it was just day after day after day of things going wrong. And uh, it just sort of tipped me over. <laughs> and I, oh, yeah. No, I, I get that. And I called my mother and I was, I was just screaming, crying. Like, why? Like, why? Why is this happening right now? What am I supposed to do? I, I have to get my, I have, I have to go to piano lessons. I have to get my kids to school. I don't know what to do. There's nobody here. And she says, listen, we'll drive back up there. And I said, no, no, I don't want to do this to you. Cause I didn't want to put any more on my mom than she's already taken on. And out of nowhere, I just start screaming. I want my dad. Where's my dad? I want my dad. I'm just screaming. Screaming to, to her. To her. Ah, okay. And it just came out of me from nowhere. From nowhere. Like, it, it came out of some hidden part of that therapy has just really opened up. And she's like, she's like, hold on, I will call him. Because I, I didn't know what to say to him. I didn't want to put it. Like, I hate asking for help. We've talked about this. Oh, so yeah. my, mom, my mom apparently... I don't know what she told my father, and she won't tell me what she told my father, but she apparently scared the holy living shit out of him. He called me on my cell phone, which he never does, and he said, Darling, I hear there's something wrong with your car. We'll be there as soon as we can. We're getting in the car right now. And my dad showed up, which... And took it from there, just... And this is abnormal. I mean, he, he helps, right? But it's abnormal. Yeah. It's oh, my God. I'm, I'm crying. Oh, my God. My dad showed up. He didn't... Like, he didn't interrogate me about what was he, because I wouldn't have been able to answer his questions. I, had, I didn't know anything. I don't know, have no clue why the car won't start. He didn't interrogate me. He just said, give me the keys and I'll try to figure it out. And he handled it. I don't know. It was a breakthrough moment in our whole family <laughs> for my dad to do this, which is, I mean, it's not a, like a, it's not like he saved my life, but he kind of saved my life that night. And, uh, cause I was, I was, I was really, really, really freaked out and he figured it out and then he took it to a dealer the next day and let me borrow his car. And yeah. So that's my dad's story as I wipe the tears from my eyes. <clears throat> Sorry. Okay. Sometimes it's those things. It's, I think usually at least the things that really push you over the edge are always, and not that a, not that car trouble is irrelevant, but in the bigger picture, they're kind of smaller things compared to everything else you've gone through. Mm -hmm. But then they become massive issues because they're the thing that pushed you over the edge. Right. They're, they're the thing that, it's the breaking point. It's, I was able to hold it together and that little string, it was pulled so tight and it just snapped. Exactly. And I hate car trouble because I don't know anything about cars. Nothing. So most things, if there's a problem, my laundry room flooded. I could guess maybe the drain is plugged, maybe the washer leaked. You know, you can kind of make a hypothesis even if you can't fix it. With cars, I have no idea. But every time, every time, I get out and I open the hood as if somehow <laughs> I'm going to be able to look at it and say, oh, yeah, there's the issue. And I just, I stand there for 30 seconds staring like, what the fuck am I doing? I, I don't know. And that's what's so irritating. So then even when I bring it to a mechanic or call a garage, whatever, I don't, I'm like, yeah, it doesn't work. I don't know. Something's up. And that's as, like, that's all I can tell them. And I, I hate that having to be that hands off. Well, you, when you open, when you open up the, the hood, you're like, maybe there's some smoke coming up from a certain area or something's going to be like burnt or, you know, something's going to pop out at you. Right? Nope. That's, that's what you think, you think. But as soon as I open it, every time I look, I'm like, I don't even know how this is supposed to look in a good situation. <laughs> like it could all be shot. I don't know. I really, I, I should know something. I think anyone who owns a car should know at least a moderate amount about it, but I don't know a damn thing. Mm -mm. And that's where my frustration comes from. I mean, you might have your own reasons for hating car problems, but I just hate not ever being able to know anything about them. I think it, stem, it's, it stems from the, the, the ignorance of how to how it all works together. Well, it, and it stems from being stuck. The lack of freedom, the lack of transportation, the lack of, oh my gosh, not my entire life is affected as much as if you lost your phone, even, even more so. Like I have no transportation and my children have all of these things that they need to go to and now my car doesn't work. 
And so my spiraling yeah. brain goes, well, I can't get them to school. I can't go to the grocery store. I can't run those errands. Like, I'm stuck. And it's always frustrating to get, like, the check engine light. Or in your case, the car won't turn on and it says bring it to a dealer. Mm-hmm. But you can't even do that because the car won't turn on. Mm-hmm. So there's really... It, everything is out of your hands. I mean, obviously, yes, you could get it towed, but you can't do anything in that moment. If your phone shatters, at least you can get in a car and go to the mm-hmm. store and figure it out. And then all of a sudden, like in, in my brain, it goes, ka-ching, 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 ka-ching. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that tow's going to cost this much. The battery's going to cost this much. The check's going to cost this much. Ka-ching. <laughs> well, that's the other piece is not knowing, being so unfamiliar with how cars work. You never know. I don't know the cost of repairs. I don't understand the cost of parts. I don't know if what's being done is necessary or just part of a smaller issue. You know, so you just have to go. You have to go with it. Mm-hmm. And I just wish I would be able to say, okay, you did this and this. Okay, why did you do this? Let's talk about it so that I, you know, because I kind of get it, but I don't. So I just look at the invoice. I'm like, yeah, okay, well, here's $900. Uh-huh. That, was, that was great. <laughs> so. Yep. I, I don't know if you saw on Instagram the day that we were moving, it, there was a huge snowstorm, one of the biggest of the season. It snowed like a foot and a half, and my mother couldn't even get her car up the street into my driveway. <laughs> I was just laughing. I was just laughing. Your old, your old house? Yeah, yeah my okay. old house. Like nobody, nobody could get the car up the street. So there was that snowstorm. On top of the snowstorm, it's like I have all these people moving who are going to be tracking you know, footprints and snow everywhere in the old house and the new house, like on the carpet. And that's, that's the spiral that goes on in my head, not just the snow and moving in the snow, but now there's going to be snow footprints for the rest of my life (laughs) (laughs) everywhere. And then the first day, Monday, the first day, so we had spent the night in the house and Lita used to have a carpool to school, but now we have to leave the house. I leave the house now 45 minutes earlier than I used to because I have to take Lita to school and then get from Lita's school to Marlowe's school in time. And there's a lot of traffic both directions. And we wake up Monday morning and it is just, it is coming down so hard. It is a huge snowstorm. And don't tell me that it's 60 degrees in Chicago because I'm going to reach through this phone and punch you in the face. It's Please don't tell me that. It's actually snowing here today. Is it so, really? Okay, good. Yeah. Okay, I feel better about yeah. this. Oh, one. thanks. Yeah, it was it was awesome <laughs> to wake up to white all over again. So we get up on Monday morning, and it's running very smoothly. We all get in the car, and I'm driving very slowly because it's coming down so hard, and something has gone wrong with Salt Lake City this this snow this snow year. They can't keep up with the snow, and you would think that a city who, you know, one of its biggest sources of revenue is people coming to ski and snow. So you would think that a city would be on top of this. And this year, they just can't keep up. The The roads are just terrible. And I get lead at a school and I know the neighborhood around her school well enough to avoid certain streets. So I'm taking back streets and trying to be as careful as possible. And then I rear-ended someone. <laughs> oh, this, okay. <laughs> Hang on. Just let me, let me recap this for a second. So, this is this is after the car got fixed. Yeah, they my dad took it to the dealer, and the dealer did something with the computer system and the battery. This is after that. Yeah. So you went from electronic problems to actual problems, and now was this like a serious thing where anyone was hurt? So I was going very slowly. My car is terrible in the snow. It's um all wheel drive, not four wheel drive. So okay. you have to be very, like in the snow, especially you have to be very careful because the, they try to engage the brake and all four of the wheels and it just slides, just slides all over the place. Gotcha. And it's me and Marlo in the car and this woman stops in front of me and I thought I was going slow enough and taking it. But I, once I hit the brakes, the car just, it was just like an ice skate. <laughs> and I was going very slowly. Oh, so it just God. went bump right into her uh, bumper and... <laughs> Marlo goes, did you just hit that car? <laughs> and I was like, I did. Uh, I did. And we, it was a whiteout. Like, you couldn't see two blocks in front of you. And we pull over to the side of the road. And I look at her car, and it's not damaged. And I look at my car, and it's not damaged. And we exchange information. 
And it's coming down so hard that I am drenched, like just drenched when I get back in the car. I'm soaking wet. And I sit there for a second. I was like, okay, that's another thing. I'm good. I'm good. All right, let's go. And the lady was was cool with it? I mean, it worked out okay. She was cool. She actually said to me, she's like, ah, this is the third time I've been rear-ended in the last two weeks. Eh, oh, we're good. <laughs> but we exchanged information and... I haven't heard from her since. So, yeah. Wow. It has been a hell of a week. Mm -hmm. I'm really lucky that it wasn't worse than that and that Marla's reaction wasn't, you know, complete freak out. Just, did you just hit that car? (laughs) Well, I mean, if she had to ask, it obviously could have been a lot worse. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. Now, you you really packed a lot into into February. I did. I I packed as much as I could. Yes. Damn. Things are going to slow down next week. Don't though. fucking say that. Don't say that. Just gonna well, smooth sailing. I, I, when I, after I got Marlo to school, we were we had like a minute to go. Got Marlo to school, and I had to go back over to the old house to finish moving. I mean, even after two full days of movers moving my stuff, I still had three more days ahead of me of moving stuff in my car that's how much stuff i accumulated so the movers did like the big mm-hmm. the big stuff and then the bulk of it and then you just did the the leftovers mm-hmm. or? closets okay. and office stuff and files and podcasting equipment and camera equipment more files more files and so i walked into the house after the snowstorm and after rear-ending someone and i looked at the, my office which i had not let anybody touch my mom was like, you know, let them let them all take it. And I was like, no, there are legal documents, there are bills, there are um, bank account stuff in here. Like, I have to know where all of this stuff is. And so I walked down there by myself in that house, and I looked at it all, and I just, I didn't fall apart, and I didn't freak out. I just looked at it and said, I don't think this is ever going to end. When you're in the middle of a move, it just feels, this is never going to end. This is never going to end. Well, and when you get to the, like, the last things... I, at least for, for me, packing gets very lax. <laughs> so you kind of just end up with loose stacks and open boxes exactly. and you know, three kitchen items, a bathroom item, and 10 things from the office all in a box. Mm-hmm. And that makes it, that sucks to pack. And then it makes it hell to unpack because you know you packed it. You just don't know where it just is. Just don't know where it is. I don't know where anything is, John. I don't know where anything is. And when and there's, there's still a box or two, right? Oh, I'll I'll send you a photo of my room. I'm sleeping <laughs> on a postage stamp size of my like a little part of my bed because my entire wardrobe and room is on my bed, and I just haven't organized it yet. I have to get in there. And um, but you know when you when you're in a move and you're driving your stuff across town, and you and you take a a turn a little too quickly. <laughs> oh God, yeah. <laughs> Oh, like it happened like seven times this week and I'm waving to people like, sorry, I'm driving so slowly, but there's something in the back of the car that's going to impale me if I have to hit the brakes too hard. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's better. I think when you, I mean, I've rented like small moving trucks just to, to finish stuff off and you can't see in them, but you pack everything in the truck. Perfect. You strap it down. You're good. And you turn a corner and you hear a thud. <laughs> I'm like, shit, what what box was that? Like did it fall from the right to the left? Did it shatter? And you and you have no visibility. You don't know. And it seems like every corner you take, no matter how slow, something falls. It just falls at a slower speed. Okay. Can we talk about this for a second? A couple of things. One <laughs> one, I I remember tweeting once that you know, 90% of the murders I commit are caused by my groceries rolling around in the back of my car. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And immediately I got like 70 recommendations of people who are like, this is what you put in the back of your car. And when you go grocery shopping, you put it in there and it doesn't roll around. And I was like, I'm not a practical person. Why are you suggesting I be practical? <laughs> I am impractical. I am just going to put my groceries in the back of the car and let the apples roll around. So, so many people were telling me while I was documenting this, that they were like, listen, next time you move, you need to pay movers, become an adult, pay movers. I don't know if some people are familiar with how much it costs to pay movers. 
Movers are insanely expensive. Have you ever paid one? No, that's why. Okay. Because every time I I move, I'm like, this is the time. I'm not going to deal with this shit. Mm -hmm. And then I call and get rates. I'm like, nope, still going to deal with it. Definitely all on me. Mm -hmm. Because it's nuts. It's a lot of money. And then you find out that's the rate for like one one person. Mm-hmm. I'm like, but you probably need two. So the price goes up. I'm like, oh, hell no. Mm-hmm. And they look at the square footage and they look at all of the furniture and they give you an estimate. And that is the bottom part of the estimate because it could go over. Yep. And, and it will. It will mm-hmm. go over. Yeah. Yeah. So I decided my mother was, she was like, listen, we'll, we'll call in everybody that we can and we'll get it done. And we got it done. And yesterday... The kids and I walked through the house for the last time, and every single thing was out of that house. Every single thing, an empty, empty house. And Lita was, for the Lita, really, like it kind of hit her. She walked through the house um, kind of devastated. And m- while Marlo is like, Why are you crying? <laughs> <laughs> Poking her and like doing cartwheels. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, there's something to be said, I think, about the. N- there's a newness to a new place, mm-hmm. but there's also kind of an eerie newness to an empty old place. Yes. Because you you see the rooms and you remember where furniture was or things that happened in that room, but it it doesn't feel the same and it doesn't even feel the same as when you moved in. Yeah. It was so like it's that. It's really strange. It was like that. And it, it was at five o'clock last night and the sun had come up and that house and light there was so much light in that house and the way the sun was coming through the windows was ripe for a very emotional nostalgic moment and we walked through each of the rooms and i started crying too it was like you know this is a chapter of our lives together me and my kids the the three of us in this together and it was really 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 emotional especially after you know several Long, long, long days. Well, it's the first place that you were at with only them. Yeah. So you and Lita are crying and Marlo's doing cartwheels. Marlo's just looking at us. I like, feel like. She's like, you, what, you guys are being dumb. <laughs> she just sees it as awesome empty space. Yes. She had found one item that we forgot to move, which was a jar of seashells. And she's like, <laughs> she's like trying to, you know how you skip rocks on water? <laughs> Oh God! She's like tossing these seashells across the floor, and I'm like, "What are you doing? We are having a special moment in your <laughs> you're tossing seashells across seashells I bought at Pottery Barn." I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. So it's all done. It's done. I moved. I moved into a new house. I, um, yeah, here we are. You survived. Mm-hmm. Two, two car incidents, one mm-hmm. of which was an accident, mm-hmm. and a move. And a gas leak and um, a flood in the basement. And a flood, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not bad. Oh. I mean, for a couple weeks' time, it's actually, that's it's pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. And both Lita and Marlo now are... Like they like it there. They're good. They love it. They 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 do. They good. love it here. It's cozy, and they have their spaces, and they just think it's they think it's wonderful. Which and I do too. And they like the neighborhood. They do like the neighborhood. Good. <laughs> this good. funky old neighborhood over here. Yep, they like the neighborhood. We can't wait for the snow to melt so that they can get on their bikes and 
get in the backyard and yeah. And when you need some extra time, you can just send them over to Ryan's house. Now. Yeah. So, so Ryan, the guy who edits these episodes lives literally God, like one, two, three blocks from here. Ryan and I were joking over text last night that, <laughs> that we'll be able to hear the same gunshots at night. <laughs> <laughs> Between your two locations, you'll kind of be able to pinpoint where they're from, too. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, this funky neighborhood that we live in is, um, is for me, a much welcome change than the one that we were in. That's good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know. I mean, you mentioned it was it was more accessible for them, just kind of a more more of a neighborhood than what you lived in before. Mm -hmm. Which I think location itself in your situation now is going to be helpful in terms of the girls yes the 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 park that is nearby is huge and you know the commute in the morning i'll get used to really quickly it's about a 45 minute you know commute to school but um yeah the round trip yeah but you know like this morning <laughs> this morning on the way to uh drop lita off marlo had was had had lita turn lita's in the front seat and marlo's back there and she's like flaring her nostrils and Lita turns to me and she's like, can you flare your nostrils? And I was like, yeah, of course. And she's like, I can't do it. And so for the entire ride to get Lita to school, Marlo and I are trying to teach her how to flare her nostrils. How to fl- <laughs> <laughs> oh, We were wow. all cackling and laughing. And I was like, you know what? This is good. Like, I love this time with them. And I get it every day. I get it every morning. It's, it's good. If I just don't rear in somebody... <laughs> Well, right. Yeah. If you can stay safe. And that's kind of what you wanted with this move, though. I mean, we talked about the fact that now it's, you know, you downsized, it's close quarters, and even that commute is now part of it. It is. You know, I mean, there's a time when, you know, being forced to spend time together is not good for anyone. But when you have these routines where that's part of it, it's cool, I think. I mean, my my drive to Lexton school is only about 10 minutes. Um, but I can take a route that's a little bit longer if we leave early enough and it's kind of a back way that's more scenic and it's, it's really nice and he likes it. So we always try to aim to have enough time to do that so that we can take that that back road, which means we have to leave earlier. And it, every time we end up doing it, it everything, it, like the whole day starts better. Right. It just feels better. Mm-hmm. you know. And we're in the car longer, but it just feels like a better start to the day. And you have that time with him and you're giving that to him. Yes. And I get to drive by my favorite house and I tell him every time we do it that one of these days I'm going to become friends with those people just so that I can see their house. I've been driving by it for years. Years. I probably will as long as I live here. Is it modern? It's super, it's really modern. It's like a big rectangle that's kind of concave in the middle and flares out at the ends. It's really neat. There's a big window and stairs that go up along the window. It's so cool. God, I love that house. (laughs) What happened, what happened with you during this week for you? This week, it's just been a series of, you know, from the standpoint of, of work, like as soon as I, I target this end point where I'm going to get quote unquote caught up, which is just at a point where I feel like I can breathe and then, then it will be normal and it, it's not. And then you throw in the days off and it's not. And this managing, like I mentioned that Lexton is part of the tech crew for the theater. Like it's great and awesome. And oh my God, now I have to manage that schedule, which has thrown off the whole afternoon routine, Mm -hmm. Monday through Friday and Saturday. It's like three hours on Saturday. Yeah. So the extra time is good, but then it throws everything off. And, And my, my dad is visiting this week, which is amazing. He's downstairs now being very quiet (laughs) and he's here and Lexton loves spending time with him. I mean, never gets tired of it. Loves it, loves it, loves it. And he had been here for a few days and my friend Emily texted and said, he's, he's there. Is it awesome? Is he bringing, is he bringing Lexton to school? Is he picking him up? Is he, you know, giving you this time? And I said, no, he's of course not because I have, I have this routine. We leave at this time. I get back at this time. This is what I do. And I realized after typing that, that I I was kind of holding to this, this routine, even though I didn't need to this week, just for fear of falling out of that rhythm. You know, I don't want to rely on someone for a week Uh if they're not going to be there. But as the days went on, I I was realizing that like after school, I was just realizing the, the value of having another adult around. Yes. Because he, Lexton had three tests this week. 
And he's actually gotten really good about being really independent with homework. But with tests, you know, you quiz on vocabulary or concepts or whatever. And typically that means that I'm making dinner while washing dishes while also quizzing him. And this week, my dad did it. I mean, they would, they would sit on the sofa and study for 45 minutes. And I could hear them. And it was just awesome to have that other, that other body. I mean, it makes me aware of how much I'm doing without someone here, but it was so great. Isn't it shocking? Yes. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I mean, seeing, like feeling how it is with that extra person honestly makes me wonder how we don't lose our minds. I mean, I was already busy with offloading that piece, but I do it every day without being able to offload. And it just, it is what it is. And everything gets done. Everything gets done. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> I wish he could just stay Yes. <laughs> no. I mean, you get you get used to doing it alone. You get used to being just you as a single unit. And then I think, at least for me, I kind of then don't think about what it would be like to not be a single unit because you just fall into that routine that it's a rut, mm -hmm. you know, and to realize that, wow, it's kind of nice. Not only does he have someone that he can study with, but he can ask him questions. They can interact. They can do stuff. I can fix dinner in half the time because I'm not getting interrupted. And I don't mind the interruptions. It's not bad. You know, he, when it's just me here, Lexton doesn't have anyone to talk to either except me. But to add that, that newness, that third person, it's just, oh my God, it's awesome. It is. Um, another thing that has come out of this move with my mother and how much she has helped me and stepped in and she sees the chaos. She sees what, you know, what you and I have to do every day with juggling our the work the workload and the pickup and the nighttime routine the morning routine and homework and all that is that i feel like my mother is really the the one person in my life who gets it like gets the fact that i can't answer text messages immediately or even within a couple of hours or that i my dad will call me on my landline and i can't answer him in the middle of the day or you know random people calling me like she like <laughs> the other day when we were unpacking something like my somebody called me on my phone out of the, out of nowhere without texting first and she screamed she's like who is calling you don't they know and she's frustrated on your behalf yes. she's like don't they awesome. know i was like you get it mom you get it and so what she's done is she's taken up for me like with my dad she's like don't call her in the middle of her work day don't call her at eight o'clock at night while she's putting marlo to bed that's those are the two times when my dad always calls during the work day and when i'm putting marlo to bed and she's like does he just he just doesn't he's not aware he's not aware basically and so my yeah. mom like pulled him aside and said listen you don't understand what she is trying to accomplish over there and i when she's here whenever she comes over my mother is either doing a load of laundry or picking up or straightening somebody's room. Cause she's just like, she knows the overwhelming nature of this. We made it through this move and you've made it through your week and having that extra body in the house too, just having that body in the house, there's a warmth to it. Do you know what I mean? There's been times where Lexton has been at school all day and I've just not been home. I've gone elsewhere to work just to not be distracted. And then I pick him up from school and get home and there's someone there mm -hmm. or there's music on or it just, yeah, it, it's a warmth. That's, that's a good way to describe it, but it has to be the right, not even the right person, but someone kind of like your mom mm -hmm. or my dad, who's aware, like with, with my dad here, he can become completely invisible or he'll make dinner and clean and help with whatever I need. Yeah. He'll, he can do both. Mm -hmm. And he's, he's the kind of company that doesn't require entertainment like always you know wants to talk and wants to interact but also understands you have stuff to do like your life doesn't stop because i'm here and i want to help make it easier or help be a part of it if that's convenient and if not then i'm going to sit this one out mm -hmm. and that that i think is also just invaluable that awareness yeah in in this whole week i've been in charge of a design project that's going on with work a very urgent design project so I have been so short timeline yeah. is really what that means. short timeline. Yeah. It's got to get to a printer. 600 copies have to be sent to Georgia by a certain day in this whole week. I've been fielding emails and text messages and phone calls about it. And my mother has never once like made me feel bad for putting the box down that I was moving to go answer the email. Cause she understood like, you know, this is her job. And even though all of us have come here to help her, she still has to do her job. She still has to make money so that she can support these kids. She never once has made me feel bad for 
having to stop and and do it. And I I appreciate her so much for seeing me and seeing what I need to do. Yeah. Yeah. Awareness is key. I mean, we've talked about it before with people who are self-aware and it, it is, it's awesome. But it has to be weird for you too to go through all of these days of moving with family and friends and your family's friends and neighbors and everyone in and out of the house and moving stuff. And even though it's chaotic, there's people there. And then everything's moved and now it's just you and the girls. Mm-hmm. And all that's left is unpacking boxes. And no one really helps with that. I mean, not in the same way that they do with packing and moving. Right. So is it weird to kind of go back to the quiet? I mean, is it nice? It is it is very strange to go back to the quiet. Um, I had a few hours yesterday. I moved my last load yesterday morning here, and then I had several hours of work to do. And I was on a conference call when my mother showed up uh, with the last load that she was bringing over. And she walked in the house, and even though I couldn't talk to her, and even though I was on that conference call, it was such a relief. <laughs> oh, someone's here. <laughs> someone's in my home. Yay. Someone that I love dearly who who totally gets it and understands it is here. And the comfort that j- her the presence of her body brought to me in that moment. And so when I got off my conference call, I just went over and I just hugged her and I was like, I'm just I'm so I'm so thankful for you. And and I'm so glad you're here and come live with me. <laughs> <laughs> In your newly downsized space. <laughs> In my newly downsized space. Oh, my God. Yeah. It, but it's it's what we've talked about before. Half of it isn't even the interactions. It's just the physical presence. Mm-hmm. That's that's all it is. It's like the idea that if you want to or need to interact, you can. Is this, is this a, a huge indication of our collective loneliness? <laughs> I, I I get I mean we've talked about it before but maybe maybe that's something that we haven't fully addressed that at a certain point when you realize what n- not being alone is like maybe that's worse. Mhm. Maybe it's better to just always be alone. <laughs> and you never know. It's just long-lasting loneliness. Long-lasting loneliness. It's yes. It, yes. Yeah. But I mean it I'm yeah. I'm thankful too. I'm glad to have to have it, even if it's short-lived, even if it's, you know, one week, twice a year. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. And it makes me realize how nice it is to have another, you know, another body present. You, I have to give major, major, major gratitude also toward my stepfather. He's 72, 73 years old. And what he has moved and installed and built and prepared for me and my kids is Herculean. We've talked about this before. My family and I are so diametrically opposed when it comes to politics and religion. And I feel closer to him, especially through this, and have such a special place for him in my life and heart through his generosity for me and my kids. It's incredible what he has done. He's the grandfather to my kids that I never had. Thank you, family. Yes. Yes. That, that's what this ultimately ended up being about, mm-hmm. family. Ending with another story about a father. Full circle. Full circle. Stepfather. Couple tangents, mm-hmm. full circle. We're good at that. But you survived. That's really the moral of this. I did. You survived the move. I survived the move. I am trying to unpack. Um, I, have a lot of, I have a lot of coats, and I don't know where to put them. I have no place to put them. I have like seven giant winter coats i don't even know that i had but and i have no place to put them right now and i'm a little confused as to what to do (laughs) i don't know what to do there's no place to put them i have a lot of coats a lot of coats it's winter here it's it's utah you know so you need those coats you gotta layer up you do you got like another two months of snow don't say that oh (sighs) isn't that pretty accurate though like through april yeah into april at least yeah yeah summer's coming almost there you know, every time you say shit like this, you are just dooming us. <laughs> I know. I know. It's like Summer's next week's going to be Heather. better. Summer's here. Summer's coming. You know. Well, I say that after we've had two weeks of you know fifty and sixty degree weather, and it's snowing. So clearly, I've already cursed it. My mother, in the middle of that that huge snowstorm that hit the first day, she she's going to love that I'm sharing this. She was just like, "I am going to leave the church." 
I asked the Lord one thing. I said, Lord, I just just don't let it snow. And he didn't come through. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> And then the other day I posted a a photo on Instagram and I, I said, I basically thanked my mother and stepfather. And I said, those motherfuckers make me want to believe in God. And the next day she showed up because they were still helping me. And she walks in and she leans over and she says, we really liked being called motherfuckers. (laughs) (laughs) And she winked at me. My mom is the coolest person and I love her so much. We are lucky. We are. My kids are lucky. Maybe we need to hear some some other good dad stories. Good dad stories. I mean, we've had like we've got some we've got some good dad stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Good dad vibes. I'm all about that. My mom says she'll never forget the tone in my voice as I was sitting in my car screaming, "I want my dad." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I was so del- I was so delirious, mother. What else did I say? She's like, it, you, "That was all. That, I just heard the tone in your voice. That's it. That's all I needed." So. And he showed up. So. Yes. She was receptive and so was he. Yeah. And uh, that was our, our week here at Manic Rambling Spiral. New headquarters located in a kind of funky neighborhood. In your child's bedroom. In my child's very echoey bedroom. So sorry about the echoing in here. Gotta fix that. New home, new life, new echo. Mm-hmm. It's all good. So... If any of you have anything to say about anything, I forgot the pillow that I normally sit on here at this little podcasting table, and so my butt is absolutely killing me. Oh my god. Okay. I'm just going to shift my weight. That should have been in the football. It should have been in the football. For ne- That's for next time. That's for the next move. Yes. The podcasting pillow will go into the football. So please contact us at manic ramblings um, on twitter facebook and instagram and you can email us at stories at manicramblings.com or you can leave an apple review and talk about how much we complain and whine oh there you go yeah yes that's a good one and i'm gonna go back to figuring out where to put my coats and shoes and bras and scarves and oh god yeah so until next time hug your dad hug your dad mom someone that means a lot to you let them know tell them you like their body (laughs) (laughs) or or the presence presence of their body (laughs) tell them you like the presence of their body or just hug them honestly best not say anything i like your body many thanks to tan lines for the soundtrack to Lisa Congdon for the cover art, and to Ryan Coomer for his expertise with the editing stuff. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.